Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'm Alex. And I'm Ricky. And we are the hosts of this podcast, a podcast in which we chill, hate, and talk about movies. We're back. It's time. It's been a while, but we're back finally because we have something to be back about. Right, Ricky? That's right. (laughs) Alright, so guys, let's just get into it. Okay, and we're back. Damn, dude, it's been a it's been a long time. The the last movie we talked about was Bad Education, right? Yeah. Damn, what was that? March, April? Around April, I was, around I there. I think it was April. Fuck, dude. Damn, it's been a while. But I'm not even gonna make that. It. Was, that was in spring. We missed all of summer, and then now we're heading into fall. The sad part about that is, is that that was legitimately the last movie technically pretty much that i watched you know not maybe not the last movie but it's like you know it's like from this year so it's like it's not like we did it's not like we got laser or anything there's literally just nothing to watch we can't i've been trying to i've been trying to watch new movies but then it's like i don't want to rent it just yet i want to wait yeah until you know like I, i like i know it's there and i'm waiting to watch it but then once it releases on on demand i'm just like uh, i'm kind of lazy to get around to it yeah it's there's so many like move films on amazon that i've been wanting to get and like fucking baby teeth or never really sometimes always or surely but i just like you know it's not even that much money it's like five bucks to rent it but even then it's like oh i don't want to spend that money yet which i would spend a lot more probably if i were to go to a movie theater right now and watch it yeah, but I mean, it's it's different, so that's yeah. why. Well, um, but mm-hmm. it's funny because Shirley's on Hulu, and then I, I remember being really excited for it, and then once it dropped on Hulu, I just never got around to it, and I have Hulu. Is so, it on Hulu? Yeah, I didn't even know it was on Hulu. Yeah, because it was distributed by Neon, and Neon and Hulu have like this deal going on. What so. the fuck? Yeah, I didn't know that. Why the f- well? Because I kept going under because I watched. I do. Well, I did watch Palm Springs, which is on Hulu. So I would go under Hulu and that, Originals, and that's, and that's Neon. Oh, because I would go under Hulu Originals, and there's like nothing there. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna assume it's not on here, huh? All right. Well, you didn't look hard enough. Fuck. All right. Uh, let's not even hold back anymore. We're trying to make this a short episode because we each have phone calls we're expecting within the next. We're we're busy people. We are busy. We have people. stuff to do. We have we have uh we have talks with business heads and studio executives and all that stuff so we got to make this also make this this, this phone call that i might get or i will get might involve you if you're up for it and i'll tell you about it after Ooh, very uh very intense i like it <laughs> wait really though yeah oh. it's I mean, it's it's pretty cool okay. small all right. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it after. All right. Uh, so, guys, let's not even hold back anymore. Let's just chill. Chill. All right? Just chill it. Chill out. All right, everyone. Chill. Chill out. Dick what? Just chilling. Killing. True, true. All right. We're chilling. We're chilling now. <sighs> okay. Um, What's up? Haven't really. Last time we saw each other was when we were trying to stalk PTA. 
And oh yeah, Ventura. we should talk about that. That was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty good. They've been shooting. Paul Thomas Anderson's new film has been shooting in the Valley on Ventura Boulevard, and but I mean, there's been like behind the scenes set photos with Bradley Cooper acting like a crazy fucking dog, and Ricky was like, "Hey, do you want to come with me to go and try to find them shooting?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So we went there, and we ended up finding uh, at least the 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 production trucks and everything but i mean hey that was, that was pretty good considering the fact that we were about to give up yeah because we yeah. had been driving for about an hour already and we thought we saw them because we saw some trailers along ventura boulevard mm-hmm. but then we didn't try looking at the last location they filmed so then we drove around and sure enough we saw those trailers yeah who the fucking i mean but who would who would realistically think that they're still gonna be in that exact location? Yeah, I, that's why I had no idea. I thought they would at least move down from Ventura Boulevard. Yeah, but they're they because they first posted pictures of them shooting on a at a gas station, and then where we saw them film was literally around the corner, literally the street over, and I knew they weren't gonna be there because I'm like, what are the chances they're actually there? Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know how we missed it though the first time. I don't know either. I maybe maybe they weren't there that first time. You know? Maybe you think? Maybe they they pulled up when we were fucking focusing on that other movie production truck that had nothing to do with PTA. Dude, I was so upset though after because when I got back, I took a look at all at my car. Do you do you remember what happened to my car? How with the big scratch on the side? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. What happened? I, how did... Well, you were there. Well, yeah, I was there, but... I mean... When do you... Like, when could it have happened? It was definitely... It had to be there before I showed up, because... No, but that's the thing. I don't know if I saw it... I don't know if it was there before I left my house. Yeah. Did it happen, do you think, when we parked for, like, a minute? No, because... Okay, there's no about, one next we're talking about ricky had a huge ass scratch on the side of his nice beautiful car and we yeah. had no idea how and there's more damage there. to it than than we had initially saw so you, you saw the big scratch mm-hmm. there's also damage on my on the side of my tire not uh, there's it was on my rim mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of like near my door as well really yeah, so it was so weird because, like, if a car did hit it, it would have hit my mirror first. <laughs> so that's fuck? why I was so confused. I'm like, what the hell happened? Either that had that had to be a part that had to be like parking on your street sort of endeavor. Because, yeah, I told my parents that. I'm like, it had to have been before I left the house. And they're like, no, that's not possible. You would have noticed it. But I'm like, you were there. You saw how, like, we. I, we didn't notice it until yeah, after. No. Yeah, I still have no idea what happened. <laughs> and now every time I walk to my car, I see this big ass scratch on my freaking car. <laughs> when we, when Ricky <sighs> and I, we went to that, we went to this, we found these production movie trucks, and we thought it was for the PTA film. So we were sitting there debating whether we should go up, or whether Ricky should go up and like ask. Just like some of the crew members, if they're PTA films, so we were in his car in a parking lot, and 
we were like focusing on his phone or something and then all of a sudden this little girl shit in the car next to us she opens her car door like her mom's car door and like bam like like, fucking hit ricky's driver's door and (laughs) we both jumped like what the fuck As soon as I saw that, I wasn't sure what happened. Like, did this girl really just hit my car? She and it's funny. I turned to my left, and she's already looking at me. Yeah, and then I'm like, Yeah, you know what you did. (laughs) That girl had to been had had to have been like eleven, but I wanted to drop like a haymaker on her, dude. Just body slammer, (laughs) boom. Oh my god, do that shit again. But but that's the thing when when yeah when that happened I that's when I checked my car but there was no damage the she she caused zero damage yeah no scratch or nothing left behind but that big scratch, big scratch on my that's car when, that's, when, that's when you noticed it was like an omen it had to happen one way or another yes man I don't know but that, that was, was a that was a fun day regardless wouldn't you say so it was yeah because we ended it with some Denny's and that was pretty good yeah. Yeah, but, uh, that's pretty good. So are you? So you're starting. You started school already, right? Yeah, this is gonna be my third week. Third week. Yep. Dude, what 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 week do you get off in December? December when? I think it's the first. The first week of December, I think, is finals week. Really? Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Christ, dude. What? That's bullshit. Yeah, because we we start before you. You but started we one end... week before me. Well, when do you finish? December 16th. Yeah, that's like a week after. No, it's like three weeks after. Two weeks after. Nah, I guess it works out either way. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm fucking... Do you like the online classes? Like, okay. all, all Zoom? I, 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 I hate it. Yeah, because there's certain times where I'm like, I wish I was in class because I'd be able to get a lot more either information or just like help in general yeah because then the professor will just end the zoom call and then all my questions will have to be via email mm-hmm. and then some of them don't respond yeah so it's like damn what am i well it's, it's i like because i have four that would what you would call remote classes which mm-hmm. is the zoom meetings and stuff like that and two online classes which would have been all online over canvas and shit like that anyway but one of my one of two of my remote classes they actually they actually hold the classes every week over zoom and everything and they're actually really good at you know they try at least but i have Mm -hmm. one class where it's all youtube videos oh so you just have to watch the video i just have to watch the youtube like today today's that class all i have to do after this after recording this podcast is watch an hour youtube video and write down notes but not really give a shit while writing them you know it's like if you're if you're a teacher and it's like don't you at least want to try a little bit if the student is willing to take your class why are you just gonna play youtube videos for them you know it's like Mm -hmm. we're all in this together so stop i mean it's it's like it's so like it's like if we if we can't be lazy, why does that mean that you get to be yeah. lazy? Yeah. It's, I, so it's it's stuff like that where it's like, dude, I just want 
I just want real classes again. So that's why that's my last semester, hopefully, if I pass all these classes. And then I'll transfer to CSUN by mm. fall of 2021. So hopefully by then schools will back up because I don't want my first year at CSUN to be a fucking online class. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's what, I mean, it's, it's whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's really. whatever. I'm just, I'm just complaining for the sake of complaining at this point, you know. But I'm kind of, I'm so tired of the fact that I just can't go somewhere. Just, I can't believe I miss campus. Yeah. Like before I'd be so tired to wake mm-hmm. up early, go to campus, do whatever. But I miss it so much. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. We're going to try and not say coronavirus or covid in this episode you just hold on because that that's that's a freebie because i'm explaining i'm explaining okay but we're not gonna say in this episode because we've been saying it for the past fucking five of them or whatever yeah it's getting a little repetitive (laughs) so we're not we're not we're complaining about it but we're not gonna come out and say what we're complaining about you know yeah we're just complaining about zoom yeah i just i yeah i just miss do i just miss doing things it's funny, though, because as soon as the semester started, a lot of professors still didn't know what to do. And they're like, sorry, I'm just getting a hang of all these things. And I'm like, you had the entire summer. I <laughs> like, I, I can figure it out within, like, a couple minutes or an hour, maybe, to kind of understand everything about my class. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're the professor. Yeah. And the worst thing is that one of my profess- one of my professors doesn't use Canvas. And so it's like... Not only is it all through Zoom, but there's no Canvas. <laughs> I'm like, so you're making it even harder. What do they use? Just nothing? Nothing. What? Yeah. Via email. What do you do then? Oh, email. But it's like, yeah, do you still do I assignments guess. and shit like that? I think so. I haven't... I missed last week, but that class is is uh is today, later on. It's just... So we'll see. I don't know. I I always yeah. if if all I, if all I have to do is just stay active, you know, just like be present and just do my assignments a few days before they're due on time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's then you'll then I'll then that's the way to do it. I gotta I just yeah. gotta stop overthinking it. I mean, homework's been pretty easy. Like this weekend, I just had to do like a one-page script and then storyboards. Mm. Which was nothing. Which is something I'm really excited about. Um, did I tell you about no. it? Okay, I'll tell you about it after. Okay. You you kind of have to be involved because I need help. All right. So, <laughs> so right. it's not that big of a I'm deal. I'm down though. for anything. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to find more creative outlets at this point. Yeah. Since no fucking mm-hmm. actors want to work right now. They don't. It's <laughs> really sad. Depressing when you think about it. Um, do you want to get into? Oh, we should talk about the Rebecca trailer. Yeah. So the new Rebecca trailer came out this morning, and it's directed by Ben Wheatley, who is actually a really good director. And it stars Army Hammer, Lily James, and Kristen Scott Thomas. And it's a remake of the the a Best Picture winning Alfred Hitchcock film. And thoughts? Did you watch it? So I watched the trailer, and actually I watched the original Rebecca like a couple weeks ago after like a couple years, because mm-hmm. I saw it back in like middle school 
or even early high school, but I didn't remember too well. Um, but then I rewatched it and then I fell in love with it. And then I remember that they're doing a remake. And so I watched the trailer this morning and it looks good, but it looks very like fabricated, not fabricated. That's not the right word. Very, um, I don't know, polished maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Compared to like the original version, the original version was kind of scary. Yeah. In its own way. Uh, and this one just seems very like much like a r- romance thriller. Yeah. I don't know if that makes no, any it's, sense. No, it's it's more yeah. it's it's just like another version of your Hollywoodized remake, you know, where it's yeah. like it, it's 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 trying to I don't know, it's trying to be like the original but not at the same time, you know, where it's And and, and it looks like it, it, it like visually it looks like a like a Netflix movie. Yeah. Oh god. So that's what took me out initially. I'm like, this doesn't look yeah. good. Here's yeah, here's the and thing. I'm, I don't know. Dude, you're going to fucking hate me for this. I don't really give a fuck about the original. Yeah, I saw your letterbox rating. What is it? I was, as soon as I saw it, I, I rated it five out of five. And then I saw your rating. It was like three or three and a half. <laughs> yeah. And then instantly I was like, ooh, this guy wants to be a filmmaker. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. I was just like... I like to think that I have such a deep appreciation for films and everything, and I must be missing something with that one since it fucking won Best Picture and is looked at as a as a film classic, but it's just when I watch it at one time, I'm like, dude, this is so fucking nothing to me, you know? It's not bad, when, but... It, when did you watch it? I watched it like a year and a half ago. You should revisit it before rewatching the new mm. one. Just like, but you know, it's like it it's wasn't on, like. Where did I watch it? It wasn't me watching it like saying like, "Oh, this fucking sucks." It was. It was just, or I wasn't. But I wasn't saying, "Oh, this is fucking awesome." Either. It was just like, uh-huh. all right, just cross that off the list, I guess. So, okay. This, so watching this one, it's just like it's it's almost coming off as like another nothing movie to me when but more of a negative nothing where it's like why the fuck would they remake this nothing movie okay well easy easy (laughs) first of all i mean i was i was interested that they were adapting the book again because it's not a remake of the movie they're just readapting the book Mm. even though that's the same damn thing um i'm just curious if they're gonna do a new approach to the story because there's certain there's certain aspects where I think they could make it different, mm-hmm. but knowing them, it's probably going to be the same thing, which is kind of disappointing because I like the director. Yeah, but I I don't want to judge just yet. I haven't seen it. What was um? He's it he because you liked Free Fire, right? I did. I didn't really. But that, that's more fun. Yeah, that was just a really fun movie. I didn't really. I know you didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't though. really care for that one. But have you seen Kill List? No. Killis is one of his smaller when he was, you know, British independent films. Yeah. Dude, it's like what I like about him. I haven't seen I haven't seen Sightseers. I haven't seen that one, but he's so good at violence when he wants to do it well. Mm-hmm. So this seems like such a weird movie for him to do. There's a scene right. in Killis where these two guys visit this 
this this man's house, and one of them, <laughs> one of them starts beating the man with a hammer, and he's at mm-hmm. a table, and the guy starts swinging the hammer down in his hand, and you can, and it, it goes down to the hand, like right when he starts swinging it, and you could see like the flesh popping off, and it's like yeah. I don't know how the fuck they did that, but just special effects. I know, but it's like. Ugh, it's a sale. I get what I'm, you mean. I'm, so I like I like him as a filmmaker. So it'd be interesting to see how he does this Netflix movie. Yeah, there's nothing Netflix. Well, I I hope that the movie is rated R, mm-hmm. so it can get a lot darker. Because for for 1940, that movie was pretty dark, and the fact that it won Best Picture mm-hmm. says a lot. Because yeah. yeah, it was directed by Hitchcock, but he didn't make Psycho until 20 years later. You know. Yeah. And even during that time of Psycho, that was still like pretty big mm. and different. So, I know Hitchcock probably wanted to go a bit more extreme in terms of how dark it can get. So hopefully, that's what they do with this movie. But at this point, it doesn't look like it. No, it is. That's why I have doubts about yeah. it. I will say though, Kristen, but, the Kristen Scott Thomas t- casting is good yeah, casting. Definitely, yeah. she looked she looks the part. Yeah. Um, Lily James is interesting though. Yeah, she's a good. She's a. She's a. Yeah, she's an interesting choice. I agree. And then Army Hammer. Uh, I don't know. Army Hammer's just good to look at, in my opinion. So yeah. maybe I'll watch it just for him alone. Yeah. I got a crush. And on he has Army like Hammer. this. Ac- he has like this accent going too, so that's kind of yeah. cool. I think. Yeah. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. Well. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna be as special as the original, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right, do you want to get into hate? Yeah, let's get into fucking hate. All right, guys, so now we're going to hate. Hate is a very exciting emotion. I hate you too, Johnny. I hate you. I hate you. I fucking hate this town. I hate them. I always hated it. No, I hate you. And I hate you back, you little shit. All right, we're hating now. Hating now. I, I, we, um, said, we said earlier that this is going to be a short episode, but we'll, we'll try to make it. we'll try to make it shorter. Right now, we're not doing yeah. too well. No, it's not too bad. Mm. This this shouldn't take yeah. long. But um, I want to talk about the Dune trailer, though. Okay. Or just or just Dune in general. So, Denis Villeneuve's new 2020 sci-fi movie, Dune, is coming out this year, apparently. And we've been getting photos and behind-the-scenes pictures since, like, March and no trailer until tomorrow mm-hmm. and just the hype that's been getting all summer has annoyed me so much because it's like these pictures look like ass <laughs> and i would have been more interested if i saw the trailer first a really good teaser mm-hmm. and then show all the pictures you want but they're already doing like variety interviews and variety articles on the yeah. movie and no trailer has been dropped and i'm just like this hype is getting so obnoxious. Like, how are people this excited for something that looks like this? Because they have nothing to really... They just have the movie idea, but... And then, based off the pictures that I saw, there's nothing to really be excited about. Yeah, no. It, you know it's, what I'm saying? It's, it's the existence of the movie that people are excited about. Right, which is kind of annoying because I want to see the trailer. If the trailer looks good, I'll be excited. But I wanted that trailer a long time ago. So at this point, I'm just really annoyed at all the like any any time a picture drops on Twitter, 
that becomes the thing I see the entire day. Mm-hmm. And it's so annoying. It's just a picture of Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Yeah. And it's so funny because I saw the the teaser that they dropped today. The teaser for the teaser. And, and on the on the list, Zendaya is at the bottom. And it's so funny because everyone's hyping up Zendaya being in the movie. But I have the strongest feeling she's going to be only in the first yeah. scene. And then that's it. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely it. how a lot of... It's almost like when they when also Denis film when they were like marketing uh um what's his face from Guardians of the Galaxy that he was gonna be in Blade Runner twenty forty nine even who fucking um Drax I can't remember is that the actor's name oh yeah 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 uh Dave Bautista yeah where he's like oh he's gonna be in twenty forty nine he's only in the first scene he gets fucking killed off screen too it's like you can't you don't even but it's right. Like, yeah, I can see that. I can see Zendaya only being in it for one scene only, not that long. Yeah, because they've posted different pictures of Timothy Chalamet. Of course, he's the main character in different scenes yeah. and stuff, along with Josh Brolin and Oscar Isaac. But Zendaya is literally in that one location, <laughs> and that's all we see her yeah. in. So, I don't I don't know. I feel like they're misleading everyone, and then when the trailer drops, and then when the movie drops, everyone's gonna be like, "This is not what I expected." Yeah. It's like, of course, because you're making up what you thought it was gonna be. And that's what happened with you, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because you had this mentality that it was gonna be Chucky Mason, else. Chucky Manson was gonna be yeah, it was gonna be in the entire movie, mm-hmm. but then he ended up not being in it that much. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, that, there's, a, there's a difference between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and fucking Dune, though. You know, people have an idea. If they've seen at least the David Lynch version, they know what they're stepping into, you know? Right. But And and apparently it's going to be split into two movies. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking, they're, they're just excited I... for... They're, they're excited for the cast, and they're excited for... That's Denis Villeneuve, and that's it. Right. I bet a lot of them haven't even seen a david lynch film probably or not. even read the book i was gonna rewatch the david lynch version on hbo max mm-hmm. before i see the actual the new movie but uh well just yeah, well just because hey, it, blue velvet right behind it'll you. probably huh i said and i see the blue velvet oh yeah poster right behind you it'll probably it'll, it'll definitely be in your perspective a definitely a definitely a boost of quality between this is like because yeah yeah i mean i've seen the dune i've seen the original dude once but that was years ago but from what i remember even younger me thought that that was shit you know it's like what the david lynch doesn't want that movie to exist no just lock it out so maybe you know this so let's just let's not even look at this new dune movie like it's a remake or a a new version this is this is the this is the movie this is the first time we're ever gonna get a dune adaptation on the big screen aren't you excited um yeah sure uh what else did you want to talk about uh fucking nurse Uh, ratchet i was i was thinking about it again how unnecessary that that show is dude it's so fucking unnecessary is it gonna be one season how are they gonna stretch out the entire show i don't know i don't know i don't fucking know so some something that bugs me is that they took a character from a very integral movie like 
One Flew Over the Cuckoo's mm-hmm. Nest. Because that movie entirely is just, you know, it's something separate. Yeah. And the character of Nurse Ratchet, of course, is really important to cinema and just everything about acting. But you don't have to take that character and make an entire prequel show about no. her. It's it's so unnecessary. So the new there's a new show coming on Netflix about the character Nurse Ratchet from Once One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Sarah Paulson is playing Nurse Ratchet. And of course it's a fucking Ryan Murphy program. Yeah. But right. It's I I said it I, I could not have said it any better in my tweet that I wrote where I'm like because at first I was excited when I first heard about it. Because I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. Then you watch the fucking trailer. And I'm like, why is that? Why is this Why is this going to be a thing? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. At the end of the day, Nurse Ratched, she is looked at as one of the best villains in cinema. She's the most. She's one of the most evil characters in cinema. She's a, she's, she's a great villain. She's on the AFI top villains, whatever the fuck. Right. Here's the thing. But in reality, she's just like a really she's just she's a just bitch. a bitch. She's just a cold-hearted <laughs> bitch who yeah. is just doing her job at this mental yeah. hospital. You know, it's like if you're gonna call her one of the greatest villains of all time in cinema, fucking throw up Mary Tyler Moore and Ordinary People on that list as well. Yeah, you know, because same fucking level of bitchiness. You know, it's just like she's not evil. She's just she's just a bitch. I can't explain. I can't describe it anymore but she knows she's she's not a villain she's just a really great antagonist yeah. you know because jack nicholson's character is full of shit yeah. and so throughout the whole movie you know you have to think about what her, her job is to be in charge of all these people this mentally ill people of course she's gonna be a bitch mm-hmm. you know and yeah i mean it's gonna i mean a great character great conflict and all that stuff but up with Darth Vader and being one of the greatest villains of all time. I don't but it's so. like, you're going to really make a whole show dedicated to how this bitch became a bitch. Like, who gives a <laughs> fuck? It's like, and yeah. in the trailer, and probably what's going to happen is that they're making her look like some, some Corella DeVille kind of character. Where it's like, yeah, she's, she, oh, this, see how... This nurse became evil. It's like, what? Uh, is that what she is? She's evil. Oh, okay. And then they yeah. show the trailer, and Sarah Paulson is just. It looks like it's just an over exaggeration of that character. It's more of like the. It's more of like making a whole character off of the impressions people would do of Nurse Ratched. You know. I'm convinced Ryan Murphy has never seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> he's just. He's just right? heard. He's, yeah. I mean, yeah. He heard stories and, and was oh, like, yeah, well, this character. Yeah, character. I like this one. I'm t- I'm t- so she's a nurse and she's a bitch. Let's do it. I'm getting tired of Ryan Murphy. Yeah, and you're like, hey, Hollywood's pretty good. I ended up finishing it. That show is ass. Look, okay, let's not even... Complete ass. Okay, so that show... That show wasn't. It's so wasn't... so cheesy. Yeah, but that's the okay. That's the point. That's the point of that one, at least. Though you know, at least I mean, it didn't have to exist. That that, that didn't have no. to be made. But I'm not mad that it was. But this one is just like, there's no fucking reason to it at all. Yeah. <sighs> fucking nurse uh, ratchet. Yeah. Make a whole fucking show about her. So fucking stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's when I know that Netflix has a shit ton of movie uh, of money. Just like, oh, we'll do, we'll like... do anything. Oh, Ryan Murphy called. <laughs> he wants to make this fucking show about this Nurse this Ratchet. character that that you know it was in that really famous movie with the, that that was one of the big three at the Oscars. Oh, mm-hmm. it's about Nurse Ratched. Oh, you mean that fucking mad? evil woman that deserves to rot in hell for all eternity yeah for doing her job yeah okay yeah let's make a fucking show but yeah throw money all this fucking way get the fuck out of here oh there are struggling filmmakers out there who are just trying to that's that's my thing there's so many good ideas of either shows or just movies that netflix can produce and they probably aren't that like big movies but they're probably really disposable fun movies to make They have the money that, for it. They do. They really do. Instead, they're making Ratchet and fucking uh. <laughs> what's that one new? What's that one movie coming out with the fucking kid twerkers? Oh yeah. What? Well, that 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 I looked into that movie and it kind of sucks because apparently that movie's really good. Yeah. Um, but the way they marketed the movie was just completely wrong. <laughs> However, I don't I saw the first marketing for it and then the initial tagline was yes, it was pretty disgusting and really annoying. However, people just launched that thing into like the air and was like, "Get this out of here." But the fe- the the filmmaker is a is a, I think was she black? I think she's a black female. I think so too. Filmmaker. Yeah. I don't know, but she's a female filmmaker and this was that was her movie she wrote and directed it. Yeah. And so now, Netflix, now, not only did Netflix not help her cause, but everyone on the internet did not help either. No. Because I think a couple <laughs> celebrities came out and were like, hey, this movie's pretty good. Like, don't... Tessa dis- Thompson just, came just, out and said that. Yeah, exactly. Cuties. Yeah, yeah that's a... What a title. <sighs> that's the worst title. But Dude, I, like- did, you, did you see the trailer? No. Yeah, you see... Oh, I, I'm, wa- watch- I'm part of the problem. Yeah, no, watch the trailer. Because when I watched the trailer, I'm like, I did not get what everyone else saw. Because mm-hmm. right away, they, they took down whatever they were advertising. But I did watch the trailer. And it's not like anything that I thought it was I'm such be. a hypocrite in that in that realm now. It's like, because I'm all about people. It's like, oh, if you're, if you're going to hate on something, at least read more into it. Like, I'm talking about like really, I'm talking about serious top subject matters but when i saw the cuties poster god forbid i was like oh there, there has to be some silver lining to this you know it's like no it's yeah. a bunch of kids little little 10 year old girls looking trying to look sexy on a movie poster in very revealing dancing clothes what the fuck else am i gonna expect and i'm like oh god what is this well that's the thing it's it's about like these girls in this town who are kind of getting into the new culture and um, new age technology and stuff like that. So they're listening, they're like listening to new music and new dances and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so it's kind of like this culture, not culture shock, but these kind of girls trying to get into like this dancing thing. It looks, it looks, it looks pretty good, but it, it sucks what happened with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it will be good. Where was it playing? Where people saw it? Was it playing at a film festival? Yeah, I think so. I wonder where. Sundance. I don't know, but I think it, I think they. 
they released it uh, like a long time ago. I think this was pre what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, just it was just bad marketing on Netflix's end. Netflix. It Netflix, was. Netflix, if you're listening. <laughs> you're not. But if you are, um, <laughs> we support you because you let out sound good movies, like the one we're going to be talking about in just a few minutes. But you also need yes. to get your shit together with <laughs> Cuties and Ratchet because... As of yeah. where we stand right now, both can suck a dick. <laughs> Those cuties can suck a dick. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Take it back, say psych. <laughs> Take it back. No. All right. Uh, let's get in the talk really quick before this gets any worse. All right. Let's uh, talk. You talking to me? We need to talk. You talking to me? We need to talk. You talking to me? You talk. I'll listen. Well, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? I just want to talk to him. Well, I'm the only one here. Did you just talk? Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? All right, all right. We had to, we had to clear the air Heck. from that really quick. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> okay, so we are going to be talking about the in in today's segment of talk. We are going to talk about a Netflix film. Thank you, Netflix, for making this for making this movie. We really appreciate it. Uh, more, mm-hmm. One of us more than the other. And uh, that is Charlie Kaufman's new film, I'm Thinking of Any Things. And uh, here's a little bit of the trailer. It's me. No, it was me. I tell you, I would misplace my own head if it wasn't screwed onto my own head. I feel like I was seeing them as they were. Seeing them as they will be. Seeing them after they're gone. No, thank you, Ben. You stay here. Excuse me? You don't have to go. I don't have to go where? Forward. People like to think of themselves as points moving through time. But I think it's the opposite. We're stationary. And time passes through us. Cold wind. Maybe this is how it was always going to end. Okay, so we're back. That was some of the trailer. And, uh, Ricky, takeaways? Okay, so when I initially heard about the movie, I thought it was going to be a horror movie. And then. That's what they marketed it as. They did. And the, and the trailer makes it out to be mm-hmm. that way. Um,. But after watching the movie, you can tell it's not a horror movie. But it does scare you to exist in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but man, I I was so hyped for the movie. I had been posting about it for so long. I even bought the book. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read it. I'm reading it after. I just fell in love with the movie. Just I, I'm such a little bitch for like existential crisis movies. Yeah. And Charlie Kaufman's writing is just always gonna be great. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of his previous film, Anomalisa. I love Synecdoche, New York, but him as a director was kind of off for me. However, I think this is his best directed movie. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, because I know he didn't direct Being John Malkovich, Adaptation, or Eternal Sunshine, but I think in terms of write, written and directed, this is his best. Yeah. Um, have you seen Synecdoche, New no, York? I haven't. Oh, oh, okay. Cinema. You gotta right? watch that one. 
you're i, I feel like though I, I feel like the way you feel about this one you might feel the same way with that mm-hmm. one except r- minus all the thriller elements okay so well, anyway um because the thing that, going in i oh, oh, oh well i was gonna say the thing that, i was still I was still stop okay. stop I was. Just, I just want. I'm just gonna say one thing. I'm just gonna say because you brought up being John Malkovich and adaptation and Eternal Sunshine. The thing yeah. about Kaufman is that he has such a distinct voice. Even if he's not directing it, it's he's still directing it. You know, it's right. still him, and it's so obvious that what you're watching is a Kaufman film, is a Kaufman script when you're mm-hmm. watching it. So, so even like when stuff like that, where it's because I was gonna ask you if you are a Kaufman fan. Because I personally am not really. It's like he's whatever to me. Like, I'm not as big right. of a fan of, of his as a lot of people are. But I still appreciate what he does. But when it comes to his other scripts, I don't. I I think this this could be looked at as one of his better ones. You know, I still mm-hmm. enjoy because I enjoyed it more than I do with like his some of his other scripts. But still, all right, go back to what you're saying. Well, actually, I'll piggyback on that because I love the weird quirkiness that Kaufman writes. Mm -hmm. Because the thing with being John Malkovich adaptation and Eternal Sunshine, there's no compromise within the writing. Because if you compromise any aspects of either the dialogue or characters or even plot, it's going to be weird and won't work. And so Kaufman's so articulate with the way he crafts the story that... Like how you said, it's still Kaufman. Whoever directs it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's still Kaufman, which is why I love being John Malkovich and adaptation. But Spike Lee as a direct Spike Lee, Spike Jones as a director for at least adaptation, I wasn't as on board with it as with being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. I just felt like Kaufman overtook the entire thing, which is a good thing. Yeah. And now with this, it's different because he's never really written a thriller. At least, like, horror-like thriller. Mm. And so, watching it, I was just like, this is fresh, and I think this is Kaufman at his best. So, what genre would you say this is? Psychological thriller, for sure. Would you say, like, that's dead certain, what you would con- <clears throat> what you consider it? Yeah. I for think... Sure. And this is, this is me. This is from first viewing... This is, um, just just first viewing, just first takeaways, stuff like that. I can say with the straightest face that this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah, I have in my head. I'm like, I knew you were gonna I say have, that, dude. It doesn't. It just in the past, like two, maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll say year. In the past year, let's say like, let's count all of last year's films. Uh huh. Most films I saw in theaters and stuff like that. It was back in 2019. Mm-hmm. I don't think I laughed at a comedy from last year more than I did with at least the first half of this of this film. I really? laughed so many fucking times out of both like jokes or not jokes but like just deliveries or yeah. just uncomfortable laughter but still laughter. And yeah, no, that that's happened with me too. Like there'll be certain times where like some shit will be so weird. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, what, what am fuck? I watching? My my like the like yeah. like the scene when he takes her into the barn and he's like, and he and he's yeah, and then he's like, 
oh, come on, I'll show you the pigs really quick. And it's a hard cut. And he's like, well, I guess the pigs are dead. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I cracked up so much. My mom is in the room. And she's like, why are you, what are you, why are you laughing at this? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's so funny to me. Yeah. But it's, it's sort of like if fucking, okay, so more of like, let more, less of a comedy, maybe go on the, go on the edge and say more of a rom-com. Cause it's yeah. definitely like, I don't want to go into analysis yet, but it's definitely relationship driven. It's definitely a movie yes. about a relationship one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so add that to the, add that to the element of like what romance means to these two characters and stuff. But add that to the yeah. comedy aspect. It's, I, I can, I can say it's a rom, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, def- so definitely not like your typical romantic comedy. Because when you think of romantic comedy, you think of something bright, something light. But this is fucking dark and eerie at the same time, too. Right. And then once the third act, I think, starts, it goes full. It's not even a thriller at, at that point. It's just a fantasy. Yeah. Straight up fantasy. Like, no spoilers or anything. But yeah. throughout, you're kind of writing this weird thing that coffin's trying to get you into mm-hmm. he's like easing you into what he's trying to convey eventually so he'll put like with the dog shaking a bunch of times mm-hmm. and then it cuts and the dog's not there mm-hmm. and so throughout you're like th- like there's like small hints to what is going on and then once they reach you know the third act then it becomes apparent like this is they he like throws out all reality yeah really. and it becomes something completely different so that's where it loses me oh really that's that i after at that point i was like nailed it no i think everything up until where they leave his parents house Mm. i love i loved it once they leave Mm. it loses me hmm let should we even let's get in the, let's get in the spoilers because we're gonna add, add, oh, wait we're gonna we're gonna have, have to. to talk about our analyses and everything and because I, I well let's like we'll finish like how we feel about it right now okay, yeah give our like like our rating and stuff like that and then we'll get into spoilers yeah. so you would small interpretation of it your small review of it so I love this film uh okay I don't say I, lo- I would love this film I love this film in the first. It's because how long is it? It's two hours and fifteen minutes or something. It's two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah. I'd love it within the first hour twenty-five, and then okay. there's a point where the the turn of events happens, and you know then at, and then I'm like uh, okay okay so we're doing this again, and then another very deep turn of events happens, and then I'm just like. Okay, this is just Kaufman trying to be Kaufman-esque. Like, he's aware mm-hmm. of what he's doing to a point where it's not even, like, unique to me anymore. So, it loses me at that. But so, but I, I still I still enjoyed it. I liked what he was doing with it. And uh, I would give it a B plus. Yeah. I, I feel like, for me, it was building up to something that was going to be either just ridiculous or something spectacular yeah and then at the end of the movie as soon as i the the final frame 
when I was trying to figure out what was going on, and then the credits started rolling, I'm like, you got me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was mm-hmm. it. That's all I needed. I thought it was one of the better scripts, better films I had seen in a long time. And I literally had to... I didn't go to sleep for another two hours. I was just thinking about the movie. Because I didn't want to rewatch some scenes. I don't want to go back. I just wanted to finish it, close my laptop, and then just start thinking about mm-hmm. it. I don't want to. I don't want to Google anything. I just wanted to think about it on my own and what certain things meant. And I miss that. It's been so long since I've done that with the film. At least like a new release. Yeah. You know. Because yeah, I've been watching a bunch of old movies and trying to interpret those other movies. But in terms of new releases, that was one that just really impacted me. The I think this is one of Kaufman's best. I do think it's it's between this film, Synecdoche, or Eternal Sunshine that are like top. But I think this one is probably going to be top for me. And your grade? A plus. Okay. I mean, I'm I give really like I'm very um what what do you call it? You know, You're a whore. I give I give a lot of I get a lot of good grades to movies. I'm really simple like that. Okay, yeah. Oh, I'm very nice. I follow it. you on Letterboxd. I know. Oh, okay. So we're gonna get into okay, spoilers. Okay, now we're right we're now. Get, getting into spoilers right now. So if you haven't watched, I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix. Watch it. It's definitely an experience. And yeah, but then come back and then you can hear what we think about it. Yeah. So okay. What what okay so if you were to explain your an, uh, analysis in let's say three three no two to three sentences what do you what do you what do, what would you say I think it's this character that's going through I think no give me a second I don't think it's just the girlfriend's perspective on what's going on i do think it's also jake because at the end it becomes just him Mm -hmm. and so for a while it's balancing between who's who because for a while like like when they looked at the picture she was like hey that's me he's like no that's me (laughs) so that was like the first indication and towards the end it was it became like this kind of identity issue of who you are like where you belong in either relationship Mm -hmm. or how memories work and how like how you interpret the past and how you interpret the future even because that even goes to into play with the parents how she'll go into one room and one of them's on their dying bed and then she'll go back and then the mom's young again Mm -hmm. you know um I guess that's the best. That's the best way I can describe it. But what would you say it's about? I think it's about two things for sure: relationships, not necessarily, you know, the relationship between him and the girlfriend, Mm -hmm. but with between family, between the relationship you have with yourself in in the past, and just the way your own identity. The way you feel about yourself, the way you perceive yourself, and the way you perceive the past—that's mm-hmm. what I think. I, what about I, you? I think, just like how Midsummer is an analogy for a bad relationship in need of a breakup, mm-hmm. I think this was about 
looking back on a bad relationship that did break up, but one of the members of the party looking back at seeing what went wrong and how it was his fault. This is all, right. I 100% think this is all Jake's story. It's not, yes, it's it not anyone else's. Because it, yeah. it fools you by thinking it's going to be about the girl. What's the character's name? Do you remember? Um, Lucy. You think it's going to be about Lucy because she's the one fucking narrating. So you would, God forbid, you would think it's going to be her story, but it's not right. at all. It's No, it's not. Because at the end, when they get to the school, it becomes so clear mm-hmm. that it's him. Yeah. Well, it, no, it becomes clear from right from... The beginning, when she's out at in front of her building, and then you cut away to that old guy looking down at her, and then she looks up at him, and then it cuts back to the yeah. old guy. And unless you don't know what Jesse Plemons looks like, the guy that plays Jake, it could, it's Jesse Plemons in the same posture and yeah. everything. So you know exactly. So when you keep cutting back to that old guy and other scenes, you're like, okay, this has to be an older Jesse Plemons. That can't, that, that right. can't be a twist. So, but yeah. the only twist is, is that when you, when the, when Kaufman turns the tables on you and makes you, and, and truly makes you realize that this is Jake's story and not hers. She's just a guide to the story. She's, yeah. she's, cause she's the one that if they were in a relationship, she'd be the one to break up with them because she keeps saying, I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. So this is his perspective as to what his girlfriend Lucy was thinking on that last week weekend together, that that last day together. And also look back to when she was describing the first time they met Mm -hmm. and she would get everything wrong. Yeah. It's not important to her. It's no, it's not. But not just that. As the dinner went on, he would get a lot more frustrated, but it's so interesting because she's the main yeah character in that scene it's not him he's yeah exactly and as she's narrating you're like why isn't like what's is it because she just doesn't care Mm -hmm. she doesn't remember and then you realize oh shit like this is her really not you know this is the last weekend they're together and so if it's in his mind or his perspective Mm -hmm. she's not going to get it right yeah She's going to be forgetting a lot of those things. And also because, like, she keeps saying stuff like, oh, he was so shy that night. He didn't want, he didn't want to, he didn't have the courage to ask me out. You know, he was so shy. He yeah. was so shy. He was so shy. Maybe because how she keeps getting it wrong because he wasn't all there that night, too, when they first met. Maybe because he was so shy right. and so out of it. He doesn't even remember what, what were the facts of that night as much as the female would in that sort of situation, you know, if it's more romantic to them and more of like a, a source of like dignity to the guy. And in the sense of, well, I want to ask this girl out. She looks really cute. You're of course, you're not going to be like, you're not going to remember every single thing because you were so focused on trying to have build up the courage to ask her out. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. another reason as to why, you know, she keeps fucking it up and everything. But, um, what do you think? Because my mom was watching, but she wasn't watching it. She was in the room while watching it. She was listening yeah. to it. So what? Because right. she and she'd ask me. She's like, 
Well, what were the parents' deal? Do you have an answer for it? Yeah. I thought about the parents for a while, too. I think it's his fear of when they go, mm-hmm. of when they eventually die, and how that that affects him. At least that's he, that he sees that as himself, basically. Yeah. That was my initial interpretation of it. But then after a while, I'm just like, I don't know, because they'll be young in one scene, old in the next. So I know it's a, I know it's a battle between the past and the present and the future. So I don't, I don't know. I I think it's a, I I think it's just Kaufman's portrayal of what parents mean to men in their like in their 20s to 30s and Mm. especially i think because i think they were just over exaggerations as to how when you're at that point of your life your parents i'm not saying this i'm not saying this personally because i'm not at this stage of my life yet but yeah when you're trying to live your own life and be your own independent person your parents are still there kind of like a like a nuisance to you because they're always trying to they're always trying to see what you're be like be a part of your life and everything and they care about you and everything and as much as you love them and but it's it's like you kind of want to separate from them because you because it keeps cutting because it keeps cutting back to them when they're young and that was when maybe jake was a kid you know because there was kids toys she was picking up laying all around the house and everything there's ones where yeah. it was the present day and they're embarrassing Jake in front of his girlfriend that he's trying to impress them with. But they're, they're so fucking embarrassing that he gets pissed mm. off at them for being that yeah. way. And then when they're old, he needs to be there to fend for them. He needs to be there to feed her. He needs to be there to ha- help him go to the bathroom. It's like they're so overbearing on his life, even though and he's so mad at it. But all he wants to do is just have them there as like a source of uh, trying to impress his girlfriend. But he can't help them by being so annoying, if you will. And I think that's what they... It's just an over-exaggeration as to that first time your you, you your girlfriend meets your parents and how fucking embarrassing that they can be. Yeah, because Jake is kind of a jerk he's kind of an asshole yeah. in the entire film mm-hmm. even like there's certain times like in the, in the beginning there's hints of it for sure at the dinner table scene and then just kind of throughout he gets very aggressive he gets very hostile about certain things he wants to be like no don't do that don't do this mm-hmm. this and this and this and yeah like how you said it, eventually when they do die it's like that kind of just goes away and you have to be there mm-hmm. you know but like but i have a question i have a question for oh wait no wait i was just gonna say like because could you say in your own personal experience that you've had those sort of emotions toward your parents like that i can say that i have where it's like they can say something yeah for they sure they can say something like when she was explaining the, the name of the game and you just need to yeah. speak it was like no it was, it's called this say it right mm-hmm. you know that's wrong I can say that, yeah, I've definitely, I've, I've probably said that, done shit like that last week, this last week. I probably burst it out like that to my parents in the, in the slightest reasons, but 
it's I think that's that was definitely my takeaway from it. What were you gonna ask though? Well, I was gonna ask, what's your interpretation about the girls at the ice cream shop? I think I think the girl with the burn marks was there was that one moment where he where he's the janitor at the school and the, there were literally the two girls were laughing at him and they were making fun of him and walking and there was that one girl who passed by him who gave him a side. look and wasn't judgmental because she has not because she she has because she'd be a hypocrite for that because she's not deformed or anything but you know there's she's a little off with it those are just yeah fillers as to to help guide the story along as to like th- those because those are the girls those are the type of girls that he sees on an everyday basis at his work at his at the school that he works yeah. at so those were i think those are the same girls because the girls ha- are not helpful the two the, the the pretty ones they're not helpful right to guiding the story along because in his perspective he's those are the two girls who are good for nothing because they laugh at him and his old man walk and everything. But the girl who is mm-hmm. a little helpful because she's not judgmental to that old man, the old janitor character. So she's yeah. sort of a little bit more helpful on the path back to bringing the story around, you know? And I could have sworn her marks were growing Oh, in the scene. Did you notice that, or were they see, or the, the same? I, that might have just been me. I didn't see. I didn't notice anything. Okay, it might have just been the same then. But then her, I think, then that line when she says, "You don't have to go," and then she's like, "I don't have to go where," and she don't have to go forward. I feel like that makes a lot more sense now. Mm-hmm. With her as the character in this in this mindset, you don't have to go. I don't have to go where. You don't have to go forward. Yeah. And maybe I mean. I think the fact that it is an it, it is an ice cream shop means that something like that did happen. They did go get ice cream, maybe, and that th- that scene was just a placeholder or just a reimagining of what actually happened. Because notice how it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's nothing else except for that one ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, well, I think because. Because they're when they're in the car scenes and both going to the house and co- and going and coming from the house, there yeah. are definitely it's mostly tension filled conversations. Because there's that yeah. whole because there's a whole monologue where she gave about um, uh, a woman under the influence to John Cassavetes' film and she was like shooting him yeah. down and his interpretation of saying, "Oh, I love that's a great film," you know, and then she had this whole like, "It's like, oh no, but it's not because of this and this and this." That can be really fucking annoying. But the thing about there's there's one there's one topic of conversation that is happy, and that's when they're singing the ice cream jingle, the little brand jingle, mm-hmm. this the same jingle the same brand as to the store that they go to the same brand that plays at the end when he's freezing to death in his truck and there's a whole black and white animated commercial happening in front of them i think that just yeah. add that, that just seals the deal to my interpret the interpretation of it of it being him looking back on a relationship of a woman that he has he probably did love but there was there were but he's just not good at handling relationships because he's so focused on 
Um, he's so focused on his family, his parents, and just yeah. like himself a little bit. You know, he he's because he's he's and always got to have the final word kind of thing. Right, and then he also throughout never wants to take his girlfriend home. Yeah, he doesn't know. He, right? he doesn't. She, she wants to go home. She wants to go home, and he's like, "Well, let's go here. Let's take a detour here." And he avoids it so many times, and he ends up back to the school. Mm-hmm. And when then that's when it comes full circle. And so my thing is, was she there in the truck at the end? Who was in the truck, or was or did he just? Which, what I mean, what do you mean at the end where, the final shot. I think I know, it was him at the in the truck, in the truck, yeah. right? But and she's not in there. No, the, well, no. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. that's a th- there are two different trucks, because there's the janitor's truck that when they pull up to the when they pull up in his car, and they see that truck there, mm-hmm. that's his truck, you know, that's the janitor's present oh, day truck. That's right. It was the, they didn't drive the truck. No, they drove the car. They didn't drive a truck. Right. So I, I mean, that's definitely him, in the truck still, but. Um, what the fuck was I gonna say? But that—that's not the pre- that, that's um, that's future him. That's him as that's an old present man day him. dead. Yeah. Right. But what what we saw before with the girlfriend that already happened. That's already been in the past. Yeah, I think him just stopping her or like preventing her from going home is just him yeah. being like, if I just had Hang her on. longer for that day, I probably could have fixed that relationship but you can't at the end of the day yeah she's going to end things whether you like it or not so it was just his imagination trying to put together scenarios as to how he could have saved that relationship but he can't he couldn't because her right. her mind's already dead set on i'm thinking of ending things so yeah and she says it all throughout and then when he when she does say it he cuts her off so he's like oh did you hear yeah, something he cuts her off sometimes and he tries to stop her from saying it because he doesn't want it to be true. Yeah. And that's why I think also the last, that dance scene at the mm-hmm. end was really special because that was kind of this really happy and fantasy imagination of maybe the relationship or how he's feeling with the relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. And it ends in death. Yeah. Um. Well, it, well it's funny because really it's like, show. it's the two younger versions of them dancing, like ballerina style and everything. And then the janitor present day version is like the, the like the antagonist dancer and he kills the younger self and everything. But that's only because yeah. that's the reality. That's the real, in the younger versions of, the, of themselves is that figment of his imagination. That's that, mm-hmm. that's that, that, that happy dance is that what could have happened couple scenario but yeah the janitor villain that kills him it's that whole like uh, like that whole exaggerated dance moves and everything that's the real him coming it's like no matter what you do no matter what you think that relation your real self the present day version of who you are and is who you were no matter what you could yeah. do, you can't go back and change what happened. So that's why yeah. he kills his figment of his imagination, younger, better self, and then takes her because that's because you 
you can't you you're dead you can't do anything you can't do anything about it anymore it's over and you see right. she spent so many years thinking back on that relationship that you know it's like he didn't bother trying to become a better person but mm-hmm. do you think that he died at the end he definitely died right yeah yeah for sure and i think that's a good i think them playing the ice cream commercial is a good thing for him his character to end off with because it's Mm -hmm. like like i said that was those were only those that was like from what we see in the film that was the only happy time that we saw between the two was when they were singing that jingle together and they're like laughing and everything and so for him to see that as like the final thing it's like at least there was something to look back and be positive about you know and that's what you're, right. and that's what he dies thinking about. So it's like mm. it's very like over overly complicated, but it's but I mean now that I now that we say it out loud, it's so simple when you think about it. Yeah, it really is. Because when you first watch it, you're like, "What the fuck was that?" But I wish I could have said I I wish I could have said this all to my mom the other night, because after I watched it, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. But now <laughs> I do. It's so fucking simple when you actually talk about it out loud. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Are you going to lower your rating now? <sighs> no. I mean, because at the end of the day, too, it's like, it's still just, it's just like, per- it's just like problems of just, in my opinion, flowing. You know, it's like, mm. it's it, it's because... The beginning it starts off with like that the car scene and the car scene itself the first one's like 30 minutes at least right 20 20 to 30 minutes and but it's a good 20 to 30 minutes because you're you're getting to know the characters and then you meet mm-hmm. the parents and the parents is and the parents scenes are awesome but then they leave again it's another 20 to 30 minute car scene and at that point you're just like what's the point anymore you know it's like you kind of get an idea of who they are and that's why you have scenes that last for like eight minutes of her talking about john cassavetes and why this movie it's like you really just added a whole analysis film report that you probably wrote when you were like in college or something in that film it's like it seems like that where it's like it, it just it adds more to the characters because it just shows like he can be one way and she can just go down and shoot him down and be like, no, you're wrong, kind of thing, or vice versa. But yeah. it's just like, I just saw that in that first car scene. Why do I need to see it all again? But no, that's the thing about the first car scene. The first car scene shows indication that she does oppose some things. But it's a weird kind of awkward exchange when they're like, when they come to an agreement on something. Yeah. In that first car scene. Mm-hmm. However, in the second one, or it's just completely tension filled because they're disagreeing on everything even the christmas song yeah maybe it's cold outside and it's like yeah we know that interpretation already but they're using that as a device to show that she has had Mm -hmm. it and and then i feel like if they didn't stop for ice cream well i think they showed that right before they stopped for ice cream she was getting more upset or annoyed and then that's why he's like oh ice cream's here all of a sudden Mm -hmm. The ice cream shop just shows up and to, you know, prevent that from, from going any further, even though we know it, it does eventually. It's also, 
I, I also and and we didn't even talk about this the singing scene either. What's what's the scene at Do the I? end when they're all old? Oh yeah, that's right. So that's definitely just to add more to what we're talking about. It's 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 probably the exact same thing in La La Land when they're playing the song and it cuts back to the flashback <laughs> instead of him pushing her, it's them kissing as a whole fantasy interpretation. That's yeah. I think it's the same thing where it's like that's what he would have liked to imagine if they had stayed together. Right, but that was more of a that's the way he wanted it to go. Yeah. That's in his head. It and it's him on the stage presenting all of his in front of all of his friends, his girlfriend and his parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like that plays different because in La La Land it's like this what if scenario between both of them, a really happy ending. But when you're watching that scene, it's not really that happy from our perspective. We don't feel that happy because when we're watching this, we we know it's not real. We know this never happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of pathetic in a way. Yeah, no, it's It's kind of like, it's kind of sad. And you're like, well, you got to let him have this, I guess. And then it cuts after to just nothing. Well, because, I mean, because that's also like, because that happens right after he sees the the commercial, the ice cream commercial, where he's freezing to death in his car. So that's, that's, that's definitely like, yeah, like less of a what if scenario and more of like you know if like if i could have gone if i could go out if i had if i led a better if i led the life that i want to live this is what it look this is what it would have looked like because or maybe this is me being interpreting it more that's what he sees as soon as he dies so that's him already maybe in the afterlife going into heaven mm-hmm. or it's just that that's the thing he sees after yeah that could be that could be one thing. That could be just him. That 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 could be just what he's thinking about in the truck while he's watching the cartoon. Yeah, I, either or because he's seeing it not only for like himself, like for his own, um, for his own self confidence or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But he's also seeing it yeah. like his parents are still alive and they look just as old as he is. Like they they don't look as disgustingly old as they do in the house scenes when they're both yeah. like when she's trying to be fit and everything. It's like, cause they're all wearing makeup to look old, but it's not right. like it, it's not realistic. You know, that's the, that, no. And it's intentionally unrealistic because we've seen how they look older yeah. and they, and the makeup's really good. Mm-hmm. And there they all look exactly the same. It's like this old, it's like this kind of, when you think of old people, that's what you yeah. think of initially. Yeah. This kind of cartoonish version yeah. of it. So it's like, but it's like everyone, but it's like, uh, Lucy's there, the the girls from the ice cream store, they're like, everybody who could seem to have some sort of importance in his life is there, old in the same boat as him. And yeah, th- I think to him, that's what a good, happy life is, is it doesn't matter how much your parents annoy you, it doesn't matter what kind of bad relationship you could have had with your girlfriend. It doesn't matter how people see you at your work. They got to be laughing at you or they could be empathizing with you. They're all, they're, they all have some sort of reflection in your life. So if they're all there applauding you in the same boat as you, that's a happy life to him. Yeah. 
and I guess he gets it in his own reality. Yeah, but he he dies freezing in his truck, but completely yeah. buck ass naked. Yep. Oh, that's right. He was. That's right. Damn. What a fucking movie. <laughs> we rambled about just interpretation alone for 30 minutes, not review. <laughs> Do we really? I think so. Because mm. it's like, I didn't think it was, I didn't think we'd be able to. I thought I was going to be fumbling my words and everything. Me but too. now that I, I say, that's why I was scared. I was worried because that's why I didn't write anything down. I'm like, oh, I should have written something down to kind of remember. Mm-hmm. But now that we're going through it, I'm like, oh no, it's kind of coming back to me, and it's a lot easier to. It's not even like explain. I'm not. I don't even need to. I don't even have any questions anymore, as to like, well, what was this about? It's fucking obvious at this point. Well, I. It's not that I don't have any questions left, but there's certain aspects where I do want to rewatch that can be interpreted in different ways. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily unanswered, but it can kind of be analyzed to what it means a lot yeah. more. You know, because yeah. there are certain things I don't think we went over that could be explained. I don't know if they have to be explained. Maybe Kaufman just wrote it in there just because. Like what? Like I'm trying to. Th- I'm, I'm. I was trying to think of more jokes that I laughed at, but oh, fuck. What, what are the scenes that I laugh? Oh, dude, the fucking the Robert Zemeckis thing. <laughs> That's where I laughed. That's too. that was fucking directed by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> well, not, I I just laughed at that whole that that parody of a romantic comedy kind of thing that can also be looked at as why this is a romantic comedy in my opinion it's like that as he's watching that as like oh the perfect relationship kind of movies where it's because it's so overdone in movies that he needs to look at those kind of movies as an escape as to his imagination as to what could have happened but that whole fucking scene where (laughs) where the waitress kicks and she's a waitress too yeah okay so in that whole scene where she kicks him out and he's like i love you i love you and everyone's applauding like yeah and the boss is like he's like that was really special you're fired <laughs> he just walks away <laughs> i cracked up at that part that was a really special moment you're fired it's so like yeah it's, it's so like that's kaufman for you yeah damn i don't think i want to go any further with it i just no i want to let other things marinate I, yeah i think we we said what we had to say to personally i don't think i could have said it any better yeah i think we did a really good job better than i thought we yeah did. i thought i was going to be a little like i'm not changing my grade at least not yet i need to think about it more now that i have more and i it's so why the fuck did it i i just needed to talk about it out loud to someone Right, I did too. I I've been asking everyone that I know to watch it. No one wants to watch it. I'm not gonna show my parents because they won't get it. Yeah, when you were um when you texted me when you were watching it, you're like, I was thinking about showing my parents, and then I'm at this point, and I'm definitely not showing my parents. I thought you were. I thought like some sort of crazy sex scene was gonna happen or something. Like oh, I was no. waiting for a scene of her to go up the stairs at her at the parents house and she's gonna open a door to find all three of them having sex or something <laughs> i had no idea why well, that was my initial reaction i'm like uh-oh because i i remember i i showed my family first reformed and they couldn't even handle that one so it's like why would i show them anything else that's you know of all the things yeah and it's like first reformed and yeah, you say your parents liked 
fucking The Shining? Uh, I guess. The hell? What's wrong with your parents? Yeah, I don't know. I guess because the pacing in The Shining is a lot faster. Is it though? No, it's not. Then first reform. Dude, you need to rewatch. I feel like the last time you watched it was like ten years ago. Whatever. It's such a fast-paced movie because things move so quickly. Mm. It goes from like months to. I can go on about this, but. Did you see Doctor Sleep yet? You're wrong. I saw it in theaters. Oh, that's right. Dude, that's that's a good movie. That's a good movie. But I remember when I watched it, I got. I was like freezing cold. The theater was literally like 60 degrees. And, and then they go to the snow. And I feel I feel completely immersed because when the snow scenes happen, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I feel this. <laughs> oh no, that movie rocks. You though. hear wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Alright. Well. Yeah, that was that was that was a good movie. We said what we had to say. And it, it, yes. it was a success. I'm, I'm yeah, ve- and then look at this. I'm very shocked, and Ricky has the poster as his wallpaper on his phone. You see, I'm not gonna go that far. I still, my favorite movie of the year so far is still The Assistant, but that's a good that's one. That's a good one, huh? That's a good film. Julia Garner from Madonna. Hashtag. Hell yes, I love Florence Pugh, but Julia Garner will own. That but the thing role. is, too, because like she doesn't really look like Madonna as much as maybe some of the other actresses, because. I think because I, I personally think she's cute, but she's not like hot as hot as Madonna was at her prime. But yeah, I don't know. It's just something about her personality and like her acting chops that can do that role. No, she does look like her too. And, and the fact that she is a great actress mm-hmm. also helps. In some, in some, in some angles she does, but you need to watch Ozark because yeah, yeah, I hear she's good. She's in good that. in that, but there are times where it's like, oh, she can, she play Madonna. I don't. I don't think so. But then you're just like, no, no, she can't. She can't. Hey, if Rami Malek can play Freddie Mercury and win an Oscar for yeah, it, anything's possible. That's true. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of this episode. And you heard us chill. And you heard us hate. And you heard us talk very successfully. Uh, <laughs> that's it for this episode. Um, there's probably going to be more episodes to come now that it seems we're in a season where more movies might be streaming. Uh, yeah, there, you know, there, there, there are other movies that have been streaming. We just haven't gone around to watching it yet. So, I mean, we, we may start doing this again. We may not. We'll see. You know, it depends on what we get around we're, to watching. If we're into it, like we just got excited because we wanted to talk about this movie. Yeah, I had to talk like, about we've this seen, movie. Like we saw the assistant. We didn't really talk about it. We saw Palm Springs. We didn't talk about it because there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah, really. those are just. Those are just. Well, one's a great movie, one's a decent movie, you know. Unless we have another movie where we need to do, like, deep analysis for, like how we did with this one, then we will. Yeah. But we're not going to be as constant. Like Mulan? Like, like Mulan? Dude, you see that shot with the, the, the wings? The, 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 the fucking... The... I want that movie to burn in hell, dude. <laughs> it looks so bad. Yeah, it does. Alright. No, we should, we should do this for uh, Tenet once we see it in theaters. If Orange County theaters open, are you gonna go? No. My parents, my mom was like, "If if Orange County opens this weekend, we're fucking going to see a movie." I'm like, "Down." So I might see. So. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting to for the AMC's to open up because I want to see Tenant in the way it's supposed to be seen. Well, what if? And I know. Mm-hmm. Unless I mean. Well, that's the whole point. It's like if I'll have, I'll have to I'll have to see how the theaters are. But 
I don't know. You're not going to risk it. Not so much I'm going to risk it. I just, I wouldn't want to drive that far. Mm-hmm. But if I know that we won't get the theaters to open in a long time, I might just say screw it and just yeah. go. We're like crack addicts. We need to go back to the theater. That's our home. We haven't. I haven't gone since March. Neither have I. I haven't been, dude. I've only been to the movie theater probably five times this entire year. The last time this happened, I was like twelve. Yeah. Where I had to beg my parents to take me to the theater. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. What? Last year I went like, I don't know how many times. I don't remember. I went at, at least. 60 probably something around there all right well guys until next time oh god sorry i burped until next time when you hear us chat go watch the movies there's a lot of better films out there other than your mcu movies and stuff like that. yes for sure just just broaden your horizons you know step out of your comfort zone watch some good cinema There's a lot out there. Watch older cinema. Watch older cinema, Watch too. Watch older cinema. Got a whole Netflix queue yeah. on there, all right? Stop watching. Uh, what, what are the kids watching these days? Don't watch The Kissing Booth. Watch Taxi Driver <laughs> on the same pa- – they're on the same platform, all right? Just just do because it. Because you watch Kissing Booth, too, we recommend Taxi Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Good double feature. All right, guys. Till next time. You heard us chill. You heard us hey. You heard us talk. You we chatted. You heard us chat. Fuck off. All right. Bye. Bye. Bitch.